Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddie, Jeff Dye, and Freddie Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another brand new episode of Wrestling with Freddie, also Wrestling with Friends. And here is the news of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the most newsworthy event probably of this entire year was the fact that the Wrestling with Friends podcast went to AEW Los Angeles. And uh, we'll be spending most of the show talking about how awesome that was. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Wrestling with Friends. Oh, and I forgot to do good evening. and good, Well, <laughs> hey, we, we know perfect. it. We know it. Nobody's perfect, man. How are you, sir? Good to I'm see feeling- you. Good. What a week. What a wrestling week, huh? I think we should break down the night step by step. Here's our advice for everyone who ever wants to go to AEW. Leave, <laughs> leave early. Let's start story time with Uncle Freddie and Uncle Jeffrey. Ready? We decided to go to this show. I think we were five deep. And Jeff said, hey, I'll, uh, I'll meet you at your house and we can carpool together. And so... Uh, he was nice enough to, to drive to my house and even nicer to cruise in the family minivan instead of his super cool car. No, I love the van. And the minivan is it's, it's nice, but it's still a, a minivan. Yeah. So we drive to the LA Forum. I don't know what they call it now. They call it something new now. But this is where the Lakers used to play back in the olden times, as Jeff Dye would say, the olden times. The olden times. times. So we get there. And we're going to be there early because we want to watch Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood hunk, wrestle in AEW Dark because he's a homie and he's awesome. So we leave early, man. We're going to get there. And then uh, I missed this one turn, this one friggin' turn. Right by the forum, too. It wasn't like it was like on the freeway or something. We, we were right there. We figured, Bro. who cares? We can see where we're going. Now, granted, we probably wouldn't have gotten a spot anyway. Right. However, however, it would have been nice to know, but I blew the turn. There's no way in. 
And then we see a uh, parking lot full everywhere. And they say, you're going to have to, uh, you have to park at SoFi stadium, which I've never, I've never been to the wife's been there a bunch to Rams games and stuff, but I'm a Raiders fan. So screw the Rams. <laughs> um, so we have to park at SoFi stadium, which isn't that far. It seems right next to it. It's close. But we're for sure missing the dark match. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So we park, I don't know, quarter mile away, maybe quarter Easy. mile. And we're walking up and we meet our group and Jeff's always keeping it happy, even though we're late. He's like, yeah, baby, we're going to, we got yeah, it, was man. Fun. We're going to we see the whole, we're going to see the whole show. So I can't really get mad because he's not mad. So we get there, and our group is you, me, Gina from G4, Alicia Marie, who came with me last year, and Matt Cohen, who came with me last year. Macaulay couldn't come. He went to Disneyland with the family because he's a nice dad. Last-minute Disney trip. We get to the show, and Jeff, you jump in at any point here, but the first thing I hear is, let me buy you a beer. And that was from Gina, and that put me in a good mood right away. So... Take it from there. You went to the bar. Talk to me about the bar tab. Talk to me about the, <laughs> the liquor. Bar tab, you want to know about that? Duh. Did you get a cocktail? Yeah, Did you a, just go beer? Me and Gina had some shots. And then uh, <laughs> and then we all had giant 24-ounce beers walking to the... We hadn't even seen any wrestling yet. And I got a good buzz going. We, got, we took it up a notch. Also, uh, every time I've ever been to a wrestling match, right? Which Because I've always claimed I don't like live wrestling. I was wrong. I love live wrestling. This changed everything for me because yes. we, we, we walk in and we can barely see, not barely see the ring, but in, in baseball, the baseball field is very big. In football, the football field is very big and basketball court is pretty big. But the wrestling ring is so small. So everything seems like a little farther away. And as we're walking, we just keep getting closer and closer. And I was like, I don't know where these tickets are, but this is incredible. Before you know it, we're right in the front row. I couldn't believe it. It was easily the best <laughs> seats I've ever had. It was like Christmas. I was like going, oh, my gosh, they're right here. I get to see the rest. Like, we're like right on the front front. It was I was super overstimulated. I felt like a little kid. I was like, that's a, it's easily the most excited I've been in probably, I don't know, seven or eight years. I was like, this is crazy. We're right here. I was telling Big Al, Alex, our producer, like, I did realize that I'm a giant compared to wrestlers. Compared to most humans, bro, what are you talking know, about? Like, You're like 6'5". These, these wrestlers are supposed to be about? supposed to be big beasts. And like there was like w- only one wrestler was bigger than me. It was uh, Morrissey. Um, but everyone else was like very, bro, very I'm, small. I'm bigger than or at least taller than most wrestlers. Yeah. And all the wrestlers. way taller than me. It's weird. <laughs> but it's weird. That's the only part that I was like surprised about. I was like, man, they are all like little muscular short guys. They'll still hit you with an Irish whip and then clothesline you, blah, blah, and you'd they, be on the ground. Oh, God, why? They could still take me out for sure. I will say about the SoFi Stadium and the Forum thing is like, you know, like you can see the Forum, so we're like no big deal, right? It's right there. But it's kind of like in those, it's like in old times when you're like, oh, look, well, look, we can see the castle. We must be close. And you're like, no, that's a three-day ride. <laughs> You can see your destination while it's super far away. I totally know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's right there. And you're like, I know, but right there yeah, is still far. pretty far. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Just kept walking, going, we'll be there that's soon. That's 11 miles away. <laughs> that's what it felt like. But what a day, man. It was. Did you know that you were going to be on the show? Yes and no. I mean, the man who talked smack to me was the reason we were sitting front row. Right. So. 
I take that as going to a comedy club, right? If yeah. you sit in the front, you're you're expecting some interaction, right? And it's a safe place for it, and you're there to take it. And if you can't take it, don't sit there. Right. So I thought he might do something because he and I have a better relationship. We're talking about MJF because he and I have a better relationship than the first LA show I went to. Um, so I thought something was coming. I I will say this. I knew something was coming because he texted me before the show. Hey, is Mac going to make it? Macaulay. Oh. And I was like, no, he's going to Disney. And he's like, all right, cool. And the only reason he asked, and I knew then, he I was like, jokes. Oh, he's going to, he's going to go in. And so I was like, all right, he's got some stuff on me. He's going to, he's going to hit me with something. I didn't know Dr. Ken was going to be there. Oh yeah. So I was like, as soon as he was standing, I was like, oh, he's about to get it. I was like, your guy who won the the Golden Globe, Paul what was Walter that? Hauser, yeah. Dude, the guy from friggin' I, the Tanya Harding movie. What was that called? I Tanya. I Tanya. He was the bodyguard, the fake bodyguard of that dude. That guy's so money. That guy's so money. I thought he was gonna go in on him. Um, who else did I? Who, there was someone else there. I thought he was gonna go in on, but well, they did but, separate yeah, man, shows, so I they didn't want Paul Walter Hauser to be on that show. They didn't want it to look like he oh, was. That they so that was the Friday night. night show. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So he probably, so, well, someone went in on him on the second show for sure. For sure. But yeah, man, I, uh, we can just talk about that segment. He was also the this, lead of Richard Jewell, which was like such yeah, a he was. stinking great movie. He should have won everything. I never but he's saw such that. a good actor, dude. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. But yeah, so that wrestler that we talked about months ago, Kanosuke, came out, and I really like this guy, dude. Like, he's got personality when he wrestles. 
and he's going to wrestle Brian Danielson. And the story that Danielson is in is he can't lose before said date. I don't remember what it is. And if he wins all his matches up until that point, then he gets to wrestle MJF for the championship. Mm. Right. And so he can't lose no matter what. And so Kanosuke is out there and MJF comes out and he start he takes he takes his moment, man. He, he steals his shine, his spotlight, because he's the champ. You're not the champ. You're just some dude from New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can sit there and look at the champ while I show you how to cut a promo. And so he takes the mic and he starts trash talking him and he says, you know, in this country, we speak American. Yeah. Didn't even say English. And I tried to get a USA thing. chant going after that, but it uh, was not well received. <laughs> you, you did. It was such a heel move, bro. <laughs> that was I go, he's right. USA, USA. Legit, no one else chanted it with you. You were the only one. So he starts going in on him. And then my man in perfect English says basically says oh you want to know what i just said i just said you could kiss my ass and the crowd says yeah and so he takes the mic bag he starts barking at the crowd and that's when he goes in on your guy ken i saw you guys say hello to each other. i know you guys yeah i'm a buddies with ken so yeah he went in and he said oh you might remember him from his show super cool dr ken i don't know what the name of his show was he goes well he's super cool he goes oh yeah that's right it was canceled and and Dr. Kenny sells now. He's like, what, what? I'll kick your ass, man. That's the look that he had on his face. And Jeff was like, oh, that's my friend. Why? And the rest of us that were there, we just like him. So we were like, yeah, why? And then he cuts in on me and he starts, you say it. I mean, I, I didn't appreciate this talk at about all. it. He comes it's out. To talk about it when it's yourself. Comes out all short. First of all, MJF comes out all oh, short. You oh, know? talking trash. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that he's. You know, I've changed my position on MJF now that he talked trash about you. You know, I, this is. <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it. You know, that's how I feel. And he goes out there. He goes. We got some celebrities in the house. He makes fun of Ken Jong, and then he comes over and he goes. And Freddie Prince Jr. And then the crowd pops because you know you're a good guy. Everyone loves you, and they. Put you on camera. Everyone's happy. They got, they got porn stars were taking photos. I've got proof of that. There's a porn star hey. named Jordan Max who was posting about you. Let's go. She saw you, <laughs> she saw you over there. and she, She's friends with the Young Bucks. That's why she had like good seats that were real close right by Ken Jong. Good old J-Max, I think is what they call it. <laughs> yeah, so she dated like Matt Riddle and she knows Jericho. She was like somehow like really entwined in all the wrestling. She knows all the wrestlers. It's pretty cool. I'm jealous of her. Um, so then, you know, everyone cheers for you. And then he he basically goes... Uh yeah, he was in the movie She's All That and the crowd pops for that too. And then he goes, but I don't know, I never saw it because I was born in 1996. I'm not a dinosaur. Which is Yo, that's such a money line, bro. I love that. No. Really it just proves he's, he's an young. ageist. Yeah, which is yeah, being young is good and being old sucks. When <laughs> yeah. you were young, you thought that too. Yeah, you just don't now cuz you're catching up to me. But buddy. but most of the crowd is going where where we all saw she's all that because <laughs> the crazy they, yeah well he's shitting on everybody yeah I guess that's true and then he goes uh, he goes and when I was young all I know him from is uh, he he worked with a CGI dog no he said I was the sidekick sidekick to a CGI of the CGI dog that's what made it hurt cartoon dog and then he goes. Because to me, you're nothing more than a Scooby Dooby douchebag, and that you know what's that was it. It's a pretty that good. That should line. have been my Tommy my Tommy Hearns moment 
when Bret Hart calls him out in Detroit and he's like, there's only room for one hitman in the city of Detroit <laughs> and he's standing right here. And he's like, but if you want to prove yourself, and before he can finish the sentence, Hitman Hearns is like over the rail. Yeah. Boom, in the ring. He's standing right there. This is evil Bret Hart when he was still with the Hart Foundation. And Jim the Anvil Nightheart's like, what? What you going to do? What you going to do, sucker? And then Tommy Hitman Hearns finally heard enough. And he's like, wow, body shot. Wow, 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 wow. And then this like almost double right hand. Bow, bow. And Anvil goes down and Bret Hart's like, God damn. That's what should have happened. It'd have been sick if you just going like, like, come over here, come. Like if you just took it mad, you took it like a good guy. You know, you just wore it. You just smiled. at the end, it hurt. The end hurt. I said, "What? What?" Unbelievable. Because he called me a douchebag, yeah. man. You know. That's also, not, that's I was right. I was talking about this before the thing, but if you listen to the clip and the clips on Twitter, the clips on thing, maybe you could find the clip on YouTube. You can hear me yelling at him for yell, for making fun of you because I'm so close to the cameraman. He couldn't avoid me. The camera guy's oh, he's zoomed in on or he's got you, <laughs> and my stupid head is right by the camera because your friend was by you, and then I was by your friend, and so my mouth is right next to where the camera's. I was like, "Careful, careful, MJF, that's too far." Like I'm like going crazy, <laughs> which I was like really messing with the flow of the some of the wrestlers. I feel like a little bit because. I don't know. I mean, that you have to go to more house shows to understand how used to that. Oh, good, they good, really, good, really good, are. good. Because I was like, oh, this I is mean, like heckling. I'm heckling, basically. Like, I'm, I, nah, man. The crowd is genuinely part of it. A part of the show. Like the Seattle football fans are genuinely the eleventh or twelfth man on the field. Yeah. Whatever, however many people play football. There's a there's a different energy to it. It's not like the theater in that regard. Uh, well, stand-up comedy is more nowadays than ever, but stand-up comedy shouldn't have to be like that. But wrestling has this crowd interaction that since the 90s has become a major, well, kayfabe since forever, right? Because the wrestlers would listen to the crowd and that's when they would like hit certain spots and fight out of a submission. And then they'd hear the crowd get excited and he'd be like, I'm going to shut it down. And the crowd's like, no. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, he got shut down again. And it's almost when they don't believe that. Oh, yeah. So after the 90s, they were kind of in on it and acknowledged by the business that they were in on it. So the participation became different. They wanted to like verbally be acknowledged that they were changing the tide of a match. Right. Right. And so that's why they would start, you know, boo, yay, when the punches would go back and forth. You know what I mean? They want to let you know they hate that guy and they love that guy. Right. Or they'd start, you can't wrestle chance if they wanted you off the brand completely. All kinds of crazy stuff. So at house shows, you don't have to, I'll put it to you this way. I went to one years ago, almost 20 years ago, with Kieran Calkin, Matt Calkin, Rory Calkin, who was just a little mug at the time, myself and this dude, Angelo. So it was Hardcore Holly and Cody Rhodes. This was right when Cody was going to debut on Monday Night Raw, so back in the day, against whoever they were wrestling. And they were good guys in this scenario. And we're sitting ringside, just as close as you and I were at AEW. And Hardcore Holly throws this dude. It might have been... Brian Kendrick and Paul London that they were wrestling against. What so a Brian Kendrick's a smaller cut. guy. And he throws him into the turnbuckle and he hits him with this chop that Jeff, I'm telling you, the arena was quiet when he hit the turnbuckle. 
So the chop, when it hit and slapped against this man's chest, was just like a whip crack, like whoosh. And the whole crowd goes, oh, God, because you know it hurt, right? And the wrestlers are into this, right? And he hits him again, blah, 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 blah. And the whole crowd's like, oh, God. And Kieran goes, fucking hit him again. <laughs> and Hardcore Holly looks right at Kieran Culkin and goes, you want another one, Culkin? You got it. Because it's a house show. There's right. no TV cameras. So it's all good. And he just chops Kendrick one more time. Wow. And Kendrick just slumps down into the turnbuckle like, yo, you ain't chopping me again, bro. I'm going to play the KO role. And it was this like wild interaction that I hadn't really seen at a house show before because I hadn't worked for the company yet. This was about a year before I took the job. And uh, I mean, even it was even crazier at the end. It was DX. Uh, it was uh, Shawn Michaels and, and Triple H in the main event, and they beat up someone. And at the end of the match, just was like, hey, to me and Mac, we're like, hey, climb over the rail and come backstage with us. And we were just like, oh, yeah, uh, I guess we'll do that then. And so we <laughs> just climbed over, and our group climbed over with us, and he met all of Mac's brothers. He's like, how many fucking brothers do you have? That's my Triple H voice in real life. <laughs> how many fucking brothers do you have, bro? And Mac is like, oh, yeah, this is it. So I didn't know so that McCulley so Culkin so had that many brothers until just now when you told the story. I didn't even name all his brothers. He has an older brother, two younger brothers, and rest her, rest in peace. Uh, his sister passed away a few years ago. Oh, my. Dakota. Wait, so he's like the middle. Uh, yeah. And he named in his every Did he name his kid way. after his sister? Yes, he did. Because uh, I know his, that's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude, and he's good to his family. I mean, they're you know a crazy family, so they fight, and so you know they'll hate each other for like a couple months, and then hate everyone else but their family for the next two years, and then have another two month <laughs> fight. But that's like that's family, family, you know yeah, what I mean? Sense. That checks family, out. So. It is. Well, uh, the reason but I yeah, said man, that I felt like I was missing messing with some of the wrestlers' flows a little bit is because like Adam Cole came out and did that huge promo, and he's like. I've got good news and I've got bad news. And I was like, we hate bad news. And then he's like, oh, just fucking shut up. Like, no, he did it. Well, he no, he did didn't it. say that, he but I felt cool. like there was like this thing. And then he did, he did the whole thing. And then I was like, that's the good news. Because <laughs> just like, it kept like, I remember. Just kept All right, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to We got to back up. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> so, so he talks all his trash and he got, yo, he did such a good job at talking shit that he legit got the crowd to do a Freddie chant. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, legit yelling Freddie. They've never done that at a <laughs> WWE show. They didn't do it at the last AEW show. Like, it takes someone shitting on you to make the crowd go, oh, that's our guy, F you. So shout out to everyone who who was in on that. I love you guys. The, the hardcore know that I'm a nice guy. They know that I just love wrestling and wrestlers. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, 
When things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So that was cool. And then Brian Danielson, I didn't have to jump the ring and engage in violence because the damsel in distress that I was at the time, he knew, he knew, mm-hmm. he knew. He said, this is enough. He was one enough. of the first guys I worked with at WWE. He knew. But anyway, he was like, enough is enough. And he ran out of the ring and you could see the look on his face. He was like, this one's for Freddie. You could see it. And if you were watching on TV, you could see it. And then he jumps in the ring. He scares MJ. And MJ ran like Carl Lewis back in the Olympics. With the oh, yeah. He ran quick. Open. Yeah, the funny. He was booking it. He's like, <laughs> and then Brian Danielson probably dedicated the match to me and probably to your guy, Ken, too, probably, but more, more likely me, just me. And, uh, and maybe your porn star friend. Yeah. And me. Um, and me. He probably dedicated to me, too. To you, yeah. Why not? I was you were the one you. messing with everybody's flow. I'm man. in your no stable. Way. I'm in your stable. I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so us, not know. after not after that week. <laughs> and then he fought and he wrestled and he won because he has to win because if those two don't wrestle, it would be a damn shame. So everyone, pray to your gods, sacrifice. You know, goats and well, now like, or your firstborn, not whatever cool you got. To say sacrifice virgins, yeah. virgin goats. There sacrifice you your virgin goats. And uh, pray that both men stay healthy so that we can get this match. We deserve this match. Absolutely. More importantly, they deserve this match. It's going to be awesome. So everyone hope for that. Now, I thought we were going to get the return, or not the return, the debut of Sasha Banks in AEW. That's what I thought was going to be the the special surprise. And I didn't say anything to anybody that I invited to the event. I didn't say even you. I didn't say anything to you, nothing. I really thought she was going to debut. And uh, we got a different debut instead. We got the return at last of Adam Cole, baby. And the music hit. And the crowd, the crowd went crazy. Crazy. They love Adam Cole. And then he started the, sh- the his promo with, I've got some good news. And some bad news, 
And Jeff, I'll let you take it from there. I just I just yelled very loudly, and since I'm in the front, I was like, "We hate bad news!" And I kind of felt like I was performing for the people behind us, just like trying to make them laugh. Actually, oh, I just remembered a different thing. My mind is all over the place. When um Michael or when MJF said something, um he was like, he he dissed the the Japanese guy, and he's like. Cause all I care about is banging rats. He, he was talking about like his any reference. I thing. remember that. And I turned around, I was like, "Yeah, ring rats, ring rats." I tried to get a ring rats <laughs> chant, and I just watched all these like cool That's parents. Right. They, like some of them have their kids with them, and they're just like shaking their head at me, like, "Oh, geez, this guy." Bro, you did not get a single chant going. No, not one. They were all the worst chants, by the way. Like the worst chant, Heel, worst dude. possible time. Just a horrible, awful Jeff die, and I was so proud of the community that they did not support you in any way. <laughs> well, they were laughing. They were laughing. <laughs> oh no, they were laughing. They loved the it, time. but they're like, "This guy's a rascal." It was fun, but you yeah. failed all your chance. So then MJ, or so Adam Cole doing the whole thing. Man, you know what I love about wrestling fans? Wrestling fans can be tough, but one thing I love is even if they don't, there's such we're such marks for for if we know what's going to be said, a catchphrase. Or, you know, like the wrestling fans will hate Enzo Amore. They hate him so much. But when he goes, when he goes, you know, goes through his thing, like, and he's seven foot tall and, and they do the whole thing. Like, since they know what he's going to say, the whole stadium does it. Enzo goes home yeah. thinking, like, they all love me. It's like, no, no. They just really love that the, they know the thing you're going to say. They love a catchphrase. And so, like, Adam Cole. And they're a part of the show. Yeah. yeah. And Adam Cole coming out there, every time he did the baby, like, all that, like, I mean, everything, it was. The, it was electric in there. Like, it was really, really, really exciting. And, like, you could feel the energy. Alex said he could feel it through the TV. But, like, it was just such a good feeling in there. Adam Cole comes yeah, out. Yeah, man. Talks about how he's coming back. And the bad news is he's not going anywhere. Because I, I think everyone thought that maybe the bad news was going to be that he's leaving, right? Or retiring. or. Well, I think, look, once he came out, if that was a retirement with the pop he got, like, the the energy and the crowd would have just died. Like the energy of the show would have died. You know what I mean? I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. And I I feel like Tony Khan is slick enough to recognize that. So it had to feel good. Right. But for a second there, like when he was talking about, and this was real stuff that I guess he was going through. I didn't like talk to him about this, but I, I, I know he was out for concussion reasons and AEW feels like they talk a lot of real stuff in there. And he was he was talking about not being able to sleep and and waking oh, yeah. up in the middle of the night and his wife who's also a wrestler Britt Baker who's money by the way she's one of the female pillars that the the women's division is is built on and the first one probably um, how she was worried sick and terrifying like it didn't just affect him it affected his family concussions are scary crap I've had a couple uh, so for a second there I'm like. Even I got tricked, you know, because we're there in the crowd in the moment. And I'm like, there's no way he would come out here and make this speech to like, we're all going to be like, no, like there's no freaking way. And then I was like, nah, he's, there's no way. And then when he said, and the bad news is for everybody else in the locker room, because I'm going to beat your fucking ass. And he was like talking, I, was gonna not cuss and i've been cussing this whole episode so he goes in and everyone's like yeah that's a bad we love bad news now and they went bananas for him i was so happy for he's a nice guy man i met him at a convention in detroit and there were like a couple ruby riot was there too or ruby soho 
was there as well. And he was so nice. And, and we just talked wrestling for yeah. like 25 minutes. And, and he was so generous with, with his knowledge and his experience. And because all I do was ask like 50 questions in like 10 minutes. Um, and he just like was breaking down like his philosophy on it. And then he got hurt like right after that. I was just like, no, dude, I just fell in love with this guy. So it was nice to hear him that that was a great feel good moment. But there were some feel bad moments, too. I was just going to say, he's one of those wrestlers that I feel like is similar to. And I might be wrong, but there's there's a bunch of wrestlers who are like Adam Cole who loved wrestling their whole life. And now they're like the biggest wrestlers like that. They, they just it's like they knew it a young it like. Trying to think who the other people are like. The Jericho is probably like that. Uh, the Young Bucks are definitely like that. But there's these guys who just like, since since youth, like us, their wrestling was their biggest thing, their favorite thing to watch, and now they are the wrestlers that people. I just love that those kind of stories. That's nice. a lo- that's a long list too, man. That goes from Bailey. That goes to uh, Jungle Boy. When you see like video of him and his dad, Luke Perry, at like old school WWE matches. Oh yeah. And then this undersized guy who's always going to be compared to his dad is like, I don't care, man. I'm going for it. It's my dream. And then you see it like there's so many of them like that now. I'll send videos to the the handful of wrestlers that I'm buddies with of like old school stuff, and they'll just go on a full on like history instructional direct message it's pretty cool where it's like oh yeah this was too cool scorpio when he made the music video and it was made in da, 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 in 1982 and but wcw too cool is way better than ww and i'm just like <laughs> holy crap you loved wrestling as a kid and that's now what you do so yeah i think there's there's a lot of them mjf for real had a funny line where he goes where he said um he goes i was trained from legends like disco inferno <laughs> Like when other than the first ones he named, I was like, that's I remember hilarious. That. Like, like such a funny thing. Like that was the first legend that he referenced, which is like hardly even a legend. Disco Inferno. That's why he does it. Man. I know it's so He's good. So, he reminds so me of Piper, man, and that's like his. I think that's his inspiration as far as heel work goes. Is Rowdy Rowdy Piper, uh, and he comes best. off like him. I'd say you know forty fifty percent of the time when he's out there, it's just like. It's not full possession, but he just steals all these great little energies and and little quirks that Piper had that just make it make everything he does more special. The little ad libs he does when oh, he's yeah. working with the crowd and kind of going off whatever he had in his head, like all that's very just organic and natural, like Piper was. Piper was a good actor as well outside of WWE. They because live because of that ability. Oh, they live. Come and hell on, comes baby. to Frogtown. Have you seen that? <laughs> hell comes to Frogtown is my favorite worst movie that's ever if you haven't seen it and if anyone listening hasn't is seen it, it what are you doing is it a dude? horror movie it's, it's is it a horror movie it's supposed to be like an action movie but the, the premise is preposterous the premise is that like in the future frog people have started to take over earth but they're not even real frogs they're just like frog heads with like human bodies, similar to that frog lady from Mandalorian. But like they're all like that. You know, there's all these like anthropomorphic or whatever you say it, frog people. And and Roddy Roddy Piper is a felon. He's like a really, really bad guy. And he's been locked up and in, in, put in prison. But he's one of the most fertile people in the world. So he's allowed to leave prison. What? Yeah, he's allowed to leave prison as under the circumstances that when he sees a human woman that he wants to mate with, he has to go impregnate her. And so he's got these two sexy like prison guard ladies that are like they keep him 
like you know keep him under control because he's dangerous and but then sexed when, up do but they then keep when him he's sexed up yeah then when he sees the when he sees a woman they're like all right go get her and he's like ah and he goes like it's like it's it's insane he basically no just goes, <laughs> yeah. way also he wears a chastity belt that the front part opens when he gets turned on but What's the point of a chastity belt if it just opens up the second you get to it's the, yeah, that's the just weirdest. a garage door, baby. Yes, that ain't no chastity belt. What a weird movie. It's the weirdest movie. It's like, wait, so he's just allowed to wait. go assault these ladies? And you're like, yeah, he's gotta he's gotta impregnate the world. We gotta spread more humans. Okay, well, hold on. Now you said something earlier in this absolutely beautiful and flawless description of this film. It's a wild movie. I'm watching this shit tonight. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, so you said one thing in there. He has to mate with a woman if they want to mate with him. Was that nice, Jeff Die, or is that an actual part of no, the movie? No, I said if he wants to mate with them, if if he's oh, okay. if he's interested, like because because the whole time I'm thinking like why doesn't he just hook up with these prison guards? But evidently, like he doesn't like them or whatever. I think he does hook up with one of them, but it's not like a porn so or anything. So he's a this wild isn't dog. Like, this isn't so like he's a, a wild. Yeah, he's a, he's a savage, and also like, but it, it makes no sense. Like Roddy Piper, like why, like who wrote this movie or like how it works is like very very strange. Um, oh, but I'm deep diving this as soon as the podcast's so over. Dude. It's very very good, and it was so it was like I don't remember why, but they tried to make a sequel, and none of the people that turned, like, <laughs> none of the actors agreed to come back. They're all like, "I'm not touching it. I'm not going to be in this movie." <laughs> They were like, they were like, forget it. That ruined my career. I'm not going to be in another movie like that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wrestling with Freddie. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> even, Bro, if you even just Google that... like the posters of it, like like even just like the the art that they have for the movies, like oh, I mean, I'm it's all... it's insane. Jeff, I'm all over this. I'm all over this. You're gonna love and it. And that was the best review of a movie ever. And I think we should all watch it. Yeah, and if this episode gets enough downloads, I don't know how to check that. I'm just kind of BSing right now. Then we'll all do a watch along live on Instagram. No, we won't. I'm gonna watch it by myself. The female frog lead is supposed to be like this beautiful frog, but there's just no way to make her look. Fr- so she looks like Drac from Enemy Mind, like with like just rouge and eyeshadow. It's terrible. Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, dude. Um, but it's terribly perfect. It's terrible in a great way. I love it. I love it. So the Jeff party continued. Yes. With a tag match that featured Soraya, formerly known as Paige from the WWE. We got love for Soraya. I love her. And her tag team partner, Tony Storm, the former champion. Tony Storm. And they had Sheeta out there for some emotional, moral support, maybe a little bit of backup. And uh, even though she got dissed the previous week by Soraya, it was an unintentional diss, but I feel like Soraya is going to be going evil very soon. <laughs> <laughs> and they were wrestling against Jamie Hayter, the women's world champion. Respect that. And Britt Baker. And they were escorted out there by their manager. And Jeff, hmm? you went at it again, man. Yeah. Well, she was you, go over there. You went she's, at it again. She's chirping at everybody. She's She's... And I just told her to watch the match. You know, I said, shut up, watch the match. And then she just kept coming over to me. She didn't like that at all. Also, mind you, at this point, I was in the second row. I wasn't even in the front row at this point because a lot of people started coming into our area. So I went back. Yeah, but you you accused her team of cheating. Yeah, they were cheating. There was a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense going on. So I was just yelling at them. I didn't even know who I was rooting for because here's the problem. I love Britt Baker. 
and I love Soraya. Yeah. And then yeah. the other two, their tag partners like Tony Storm and uh, what's the other woman's name? Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader, I, I, the fine. women's world champion. I like both of them. I'm fine with them, you know. But uh, but I'm fans of Soraya and Britt Baker, so I really have nobody. Then to- let a little cheating happen. You got to let a little bit go by, man. Booker T said, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." You know, my dad. I used guess to you say don't like that. Booker T. My dad used to say, if you're "You not don't like your dad." Trying. You don't like your dad. Well, my mom hated it when he said, "If you're not cheating, you're not trying." You know. He's right. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a great match and everything, but they were cheating, and so I yelled at her, and then Reva started coming over and yelling at me, and I saw. I said, "Turn around, watch the match," which was a very like fun. I th- I couldn't tell if she thought I was serious or if I she knew I was playing around, but she eventually knew I was playing. Bro, around. she she came back to you like three times after that. <laughs> she knew awesome. you were playing around, yeah, and managers fun. like doing that, man. Paul she Heyman awesome. pretended like he was gonna fight people in the crowd before, you know, like it gives them something else to do. Yeah, she's a very very fun and animated match. It was fun to watch all of the valets. Although she's tall and she made them look small, didn't she? She was a tall lady. She did, yeah. She she probably had high heels on though. Oh, uh, maybe that's it. Oh, and then she took she took Tony Storm's call. Also cheating. Also cheating. Yeah. I didn't appreciate that. I'm trying to watch oh, yeah, the video. Yeah, that's right. You you accused her of stealing Tony Storm's wardrobe. Yeah, yeah she's wearing the opponent's that was wardrobe. That's stealing. Actually, borrowing. Keep, borrowing. No, nah, she's it was it, she's like, I I don't know, maybe keeping it safe so it doesn't get stepped on during a wrestling match. Yeah, maybe you, it was that. You don't got to put it around your neck, you know? She's trying to make this what, match. Where, all where's about a safer her. place? Uh, where's a safer it, place? Give it to us. She could give it to us. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> he says, give it to Actually, us with I can, a grin. I think she, I'm watching the match right now, and she, you can see her talking to me like literally on TV. It's hilarious. Bro, you went after everybody, good guy so or fun. bad guy. Yeah, I love you it. went after everyone. I thought it was hysterical. The crowd around us thought it was hysterical. It was fun. Gina was dying, dude. You had never met Gina before. Her yeah, name's Gina great Darling. group. She's from G4. She's awesome, man. She's a gamer. I think like the more you get carried away about anything, the better it is. So it's like just fun to get carried away. Like let's just get let's just get lost in this. You know, it's super fun. Yeah, man. That's uh live events are one of the friendly reminders that I think every wrestling fan needs once a year to remind you what you love about professional wrestling. Absolutely. Um, because TV a lot of times and the internet and social media, we get too focused on the things that we don't love that we'd like to change or sometimes the things we even hate, right? Like a yeah. mask you can't talk in. So yeah, man, even though there was a lot of news in wrestling and Vince McMahon's trying to take a, a low pro hostile takeover without using the word hostile, um, I thought the biggest news was you and I partying at AEW and having a great time. And I was, I thought that was awesome. What if, you know, I mean, we're pretty much pros at parking at SoFi now already. Yeah. What if the podcast did a little uh, WrestleMania SoFi? With, I think we got to do it. Jeff Dye and your boy Freddie. I would be more than happy to go to to go to WrestleMania. I, this I was telling uh, Alex again before the show. It's completely changed my perspective on. I thought I hated going to live. I was like, nope. I'm wrong. Live wrestling is sick, dude. It was so, 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 so fun. That's right, man. I would rather do that than any other sport now after after like just doing it the right way. Going with the right people, seeing the right, seeing the right matches. Let's talk a little bit about that ladder match. Talk about it. Dude. That was like pay-per-view. Le- well, actually, first of all, there was a John Moxley versus um Adam Hangman Adam Page. Hangman. And the crowd, the LA crowd was hyped for Great Hangman match. Page. Great match. They killed it. And, they killed it. Um, then there was a ladder match. So LA got the final match. And even though 
the way they booked it and advertised, you knew there was going to be seven matches no matter what, which is why it's hard to make those types of stories compelling. This one was great. The first two were awesome. In the middle, it got a little tough, but it had to be tough. It's hard to tell that story seven different ways. Yeah. And then this one was just crazy. I even broke my phone out and recorded and posted a couple from this match when he did the the one wing angel off the ladder, I was almost threw up. Like it went back and forth. I felt like the elite were gonna win, but a couple times in the match, I was like, "Nah, man, it, they're that's so sick. They're gonna let Death Triangle keep it after all this." And I was like, "Nah, of course not." And Kenny Omega was mad, cool to the fans. I'm I'm still learning about Omega. Omega some people great. are either they either love him or they hate him, and I'm trying to figure out what people hate about him. And I haven't yet. I'm like, well, the guy sells like crazy. We like people who sell. He's good on the mic. He's we got like a people great that are look. good on the mic. His wrestling's creative. We like people that are creative. And he's a good looking dude. Everybody likes good looking dudes. So I, I'm still trying to figure it out. I've I've heard the criticisms, but I'm not like an expert on professional wrestlers. So maybe I don't. Maybe I don't know. But I think he's mad cool, man. And and the wrestlers seem to respect him and like him and. I think he's the, I've never heard. He's a wrestling fan's wet dream. All right, dude. Tell the people where you're going to be this weekend, Jeff. Uh, I'm not going to be anywhere this weekend, but you can find me uh, all over Los Angeles doing spots at the Laugh Factory, the Improv, Comedy Magic Club, and um, the Comedy Store. Uh, so just go to my Instagram and figure out where I'm performing. I had a shoot all week, so we couldn't travel me this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The working man. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. That local money. We'll be, <laughs> that's the good one. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Wrestling with Friends. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.